0: famous last words before we're all cancelled oh god we are gonna get cancelled
1: welcome guys to the Chat coffee podcast
0: where two coffee drinkers spill the hot ass tea
1: on today's episode we have a very special guest with us she is quite big on the whole blogging community as well as the booksharing community. Many of you may know her as a tiny reader, but to us, she is our dear friend, Sharfin Islam.
2: Hi, I'm Sharfin Islam, uh, better known as a tiny reader. And I am not as big as they claim me yeah. to be. Oh, please. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I just uh, blog about books, like to take pictures, and I have been into videography a little, and that's about it. I just realized you're the biggest or the smallest. Irony.
0: You're juxtaposition. Is it juxtaposition? I forgot. It's you're- it's yeah, you're a tiny reader, but you're a big, big, big blogger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: almost sounds like an innuendo.
1: The reason why we have with us a guest is because we're going to spill some hot ass tea on the whole blogging community. Or more like the toxic side of the blogging community.
2: I'm just saying nothing today, nothing I say today can be held against me. I'm just saying if that works or something, I don't know.
1: It's a big disclaimer, but yes. So basically, if you want to ask what sort of tea we're spilling, it's it's a lot of tea. But mostly it's about Carfine, do you want to take over from here?
0: Nope. Okay, Okay, so um the thing about vlogging is that um in my experience it has been one of the most positive experiences in my life because whenever um i go back to blogging everyone is extremely welcoming it is a very close-knit uh community and it is amazing everyone's very supportive supportive however with everything good there has to be something bad so there are some things um as a blogger that sometimes irk you or can be um you know it can be a bit on the bad side some things that people do without knowing That are really, you know, frustrating for bloggers, basically. So,
1: um, want to discuss what sort of? um... I have a list, sister. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let me go through my list.
1: It's called hit list.
0: It's hitting all the. It's hitting all the points. Don't try. Don't try. Try. Stop.
1: So um, I'm the only one who can clap the jokes here. It's it's both of our podcasts. You can, but if it's a good joke, please. You think my jokes aren't good? You think your jokes are good? Right now, they're the best one here. (laughs) So okay,
0: um, we're going to. I want to um. There's like obviously there's a huge list, but I want to start where um, on the one point that all of us have um uh, all of us immediately agreed on which is um plagiarism or subtle plagiarism as i want to call it right now <laughs> so it's kind of like so okay you know what i'm just going to have a i have a good joke for this one we'll use it later <laughs> <laughs> so um so so Sharfi, has anyone ever um stolen your work
2: um, literally yesterday or, or I think day before yesterday, this um person uh sent me this picture and she's like, this is your picture, right? What? And it was from a profile and the girl was following me and I like, that. I freaked out for five minutes and the first thought was, wait, am I big enough to have my photos stolen now? <laughs> Like, it was mad <laughs> it was also kind of battery <laughs> but yeah. i just went ahead and i just commented on the picture like what the fuck is my photo doing here why don't i know about this and then i posted her profile on my uh, account and then like she took it down in 5 minutes she did not reply to me she did not message me she did nothing and I just completely blocked her instantly because I was scared that, you know, and almost all the other photos, they looked stolen or, you know, it just felt like they were stolen, but it just sucks, you know, because she didn't, obviously she didn't give any credit. And then there were comments there going like, Oh, this is such a pretty picture. I'm like, no, this is supposed to be mine. This is supposed to be my engagement. Like that hurts. That kind of hurts that, um, you know, you can't do anything when people repost it with credit because they're not technically breaking any law. And like, it's actually adding to my engagement, kind of, if they add that credit. But like, that was just one that I could track. Like, I don't even know how many p- other people yeah. have already. Done it, right. Like, that's the scary part for me
0: yeah i can I can probably imagine people like stealing stealing your pictures like it's like a bank without a lock on it <laughs> because <But> <laughs> your pictures are actually like um i'm just i just want to fangirl a little but they're like really good so yeah I think wait, my
2: first experience wait,
1: with you are shopping because we are trying to
2: yeah, yeah yeah Oh, thank you guys <laughs> that, that doesn't really count because you guys are my friends it's it's like my mom telling me oh that's that's a nice picture. you're really pretty <laughs> really she,
0: she thinks our fangirl <laughs> is <laughs> <tuckle> and <laughs> she thinks we're okay. friends <laughs> how,
1: how do you think Shafi and I became your friend I became your friend too being of a fangirl
0: exactly you think Kaishri does is very like you know she, she calculates all her friendships I'm just saying. <laughs> no,
1: it <laughs> making it sound so um problematic, but it's not. It's I actually... can give you
0: ten examples right
1: here. <laughs> 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 Moving on, we're going to go with. The wait,
0: wait, wait, problems. wait, wait, sis, hold on. You talk about this. The first time I ever got my picture stolen. So um, the. Oh, Sharpie. You, you say your picture you, stolen? Yes. This is what I wanted. To say. I was so like weirded, not weirded out, but I was like. Like Sharkin, you say that you're wondering whether you're big enough to get your picture stolen. Listen, when I had like I think like two hundred followers, I got my picture stolen. Um I, I since I'm salty. I,
1: I, Crips have no boundaries. Just saying, Crips have no boundaries.
0: I'm repeating, aren't I? Okay, no, not, not anymore. So um um I I'm very salty, that's why I remember this. But they stole a picture of uh, a picture of Norwegian wood that I posted. Um and then they posted it, and like I remember, they did this uh, a couple of days right after I had this intern. Like, I have a lot of these internal like conversations with myself. I'm like, what happens if someone sees my pictures? That's a picture I took for fun. If they take it, it's it's you know,
1: it's cool. And then they took it, and then I was mad. So- <laughs> <laughs> you thought she was a, yeah. you thought she was a philanthropist, but she's not. She's yeah. one of hell of a. Uh- was it
2: what is it what is it called like um, yeah oh were they a big platform the ones who stole your photos oh no they were just a personal account so it's that's cool if they were a big platform
0: i would have been oh my god i would have been so flattered (laughs) yeah but that's
2: the thing though um you know we kind of let things go like all like sometimes we're less offended when I was about to say offensed because I used to say that joke <laughs> sometimes you're less offended when it comes from smaller accounts, and like if it's a large account, you're like, yeah, you know what i'm I'm gonna get more engagement, but it's still wrong, you know, and at the end of the day, you're not gonna get that much of an engagement if it's from a larger account. And instead, they are just using your, um,
1: I don't I know, want. talent, yeah, yeah your
2: skills yeah. yeah. to their benefit without actually paying you for it. So, yeah, I I think it's time we all started, money. I don't know what to say like we were all kind of like kai uh, like Ishadi said we were kind of wondering Jay, oh maybe it's all right like it's gonna add to my engagement or something but mm-hmm. i think we should start sending setting ground rules so that at least our stuff remains ours yeah
0: definitely and also one thing i want to point out is that i recently um, started when he started hearing about something the blogging equivalent of copying an article, putting it through a paraphrasing tool, and then po- and then writing your th- um, like paper on it, and then just citing it. <laughs> wait, you
1: think, you think blogging is like the thesis paper that you are bound to do? Which I hey? do it, I <laughs> do it because I need to get
0: those marks. Wait, wait, wait! You're taking my analogy in the wrong context. I'm talking about really? like. Yeah, so I'm talking about when you um basically take a picture and then use it as inspiration, but in such a way where the where tagging the inspiration is just not enough. Because it's right. so similar.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, and then, oh my God, like if we get started on crediting, you know, it's all right to say, like there's uh, this uh, hashtag going around uh, called inspired by Bookish. And it's like from this community um, where one photo gets selected by that small group and everyone in that group can join in and they can like uh, recreate it in their own way. And like the way I've seen it, most of the people they kind of make it very personal. Like they've all obviously the owner has obviously given the permission, but they kind of make it very personal. Like instead of coffee, there's a tea, there's a teacup or plants or something or the other. And they make it very personal. So you know that even if it looks similar, they make it look like, oh yeah, that's their personal work. I can see their style in it. But then um, like uh okay i'm not gonna name names um especially when they're your friend yeah Yeah. like what ashadi was saying like paraphrasing i get it now like after you explained it like you kind of you're supposed to take inspiration, but you don't completely copy it exactly
0: when do you think an inspired picture is stolen versus inspired even though they took it themselves what is what are your personal like What's your personal
2: um, perspective on it? Um, These are like some things I can't exactly point out because it's supposed to differ from person to person. Like, that's the point. Like, Jamon for me, <laughs> Jamon for me. Like, for me, it's my white blanket and the books and my sweater. Like, if those are included, you'll know it's in my feed. But I've also done those inspira- inspiration thingies and it works because people look at it and they're like oh yeah i can see that you're inspired from this picture but i can see how you made it very personal like if i see there is a coffee cup i will make sure i change that coffee cup into something else so that you know even if it looks like it rooted from the same idea it's not the same like it can't like like i said i can't exactly point out the difference it can make but it needs to be very personal so that someone looks at it and says that oh yeah that's your picture i see it now it's
1: like the elements that adds up to a bigger picture that is different yet very similar Mm -hmm. to the
2: original yeah
1: yeah
0: so um another thing i wanted to talk about is um hmm. Okay, so, okay, this is something that might get a little sentimental for me personally. So one of the points is how, um, uh, how much does your account and your blocking experience and your growth affect your reading habits personally? So for example, for me, um, reading used to be something I used, um, I used to do to escape. And then it became and when I started blocking, and you know that I don't know how it is for you, but for me uh, personally, when I first started, the first couple like I guess year was about growth and um, branching out, talking to people, networking and because I took it in the wrong way. That's why I had to eventually like take a break because it just wasn't for me. So then my motives started from reading books I liked, books that made me feel like I was not myself, like I was this character in a book, to reading all these like really bad review copies, trying to finish this book, skimming through that book. I never skimmed a book in my life before blocking. So has blocking affected your affected your reading habits?
2: Um, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Like for the first couple of years, it was the same for me, like I was definitely buying more books and I was reading more than I was reading like the last year because like the previous year because like I had completely stopped back then so it was like compared to zero it was much better but like it was way slower than I usually read and Like, like you said, it was a lot of bad review copies and books that I bought because I saw pictures of and then never read like, um, of quite a number of books on my shelf. Um, I just bought them because they were on Instagram. And then like, I was like, you know what, I need to own this copy so that I can take a picture of it and then read it or something. But, you know, I never liked them and sometimes it it affected my reading in a sense that a lot of the books that are hyped on bookstagram are not my style so So true (laughs) and i would end up buying a lot of books that i'd never i would never read like they're, they're not my style and everything and you know i i took a lot of breaks too and you know how you said that you were focusing more on the engagement and the numbers. I think that's what happens with everyone when they first start out, because you know, while we do start out thinking that yeah, this is where I want to, uh, this is why I want to talk about my passion and you know, take post nice photo photographs and uh, reviews and stuff. I like you know, at one point when you start growing you really focus on that and it moves you away from your actual like the point of your bl- blog so yeah i think the breaks helped and right now even like when i even when i'm posting i make sure that i'm not on instagram all day like i barely go to instagram right now i just post and then check through some of the comments from the previous post and like spend the rest of my day reading so
0: you have to like when you have like when you get into a better headspace, you basically um, start to understand how to divide your time basically
2: in your priorities, yeah yeah definitely, and like it's it's really something you can 't expect from someone who just started out, like even in their first year when they 're growing. And you can see a lot of people going like, oh yeah, I just started Instagramming and I, I, I'm i I'm constantly buying books, but I never read. And like, you know, you, you go like, yeah, I've been there. I know wh- exactly what you mean. But yeah. like, unless they've been through that, they won't understand why it's important to not focus on the numbers and keep yourself in check. Yeah.
1: Thinking about the numbers, I also think that there's this inherent like divide between the whole blogging community not just um uh, bookstagram community um you'd see i'm just not speaking about the bookstagram but more of the whole blogging community you'd see that people who have like the highest numbers in follower count or highest engagement dating, they tend to be a bit more click like they tend to stick together and hype each other up and while in the sense the people who are just starting out or have a lower following or have lower engagement they are not being helped or they are not being looked even if their content is actually very good and the people and the bloggers whose content is subpar are getting much more hype just because they have the right connections
0: yeah, basically the people, like, we feel um, that, um, not we, but like I, I, can't speak for both of you, but like people with um, low following, basically just their voice is overshadowed. So I'm not talking about just pictures or creativity. I'm talking about what if this person has, um, what if they have like content that's really good um, and they have really quality um, like captions and they have a story to tell. And it's not like the big bloggers don't have that as well. There's a very good reason why they're big bloggers. Um, but, like, these small bloggers don't have, um, basically can't see the light of day because they're overshadowed because people tend to, I guess, flock towards um, people with larger followings.
2: Um, I think that's kind of, like, I personally, I guess it's because I'm very much into the Bookstagram community and, like, i have personally interacted with like from the very smallest one who like ones who just started out from the much larger ones i have personally never felt that but i even though i see your point that you know smaller uh smaller accounts have less um i don't know engagement and stuff the thing is at the end of the day especially right now with the new algorithm it's a lot it, it depends a lot on sharing so I think it's actually easier for smaller accounts to grow now because they kind of because like we know even the larger uh, books at least bookstagram I don't know about the larger fashion bloggers or anything because I've personally never had to deal with that like you know, we can't even compare yeah, it because, yeah. like, I think that's the next topic about faceless blogging and stuff. But yeah, yeah, we yeah. can't uh, exactly compare it. And I, I can't personally say anything. But I think that's the point of having that community. And it's because Bookstagram is so small. Um, we kind of do have each other's backs here. But because the fashion community, like, the fashion blogging community is huge and, like, absolutely huge. It's, yeah, like, it's kind of almost impossible for you to, like, someone who just started out, even with, like, good content, it's, like, if they're not making the right connections, how can you expect to see their posts? Like, you know, you would feel guilty at one point. Like, yeah, I know they they were a good, they put out good content. How have I never seen this? But then it's because you know, they they don't have the right connections, they don't have the right people, like the right group of friends or friends in quotation marks who would share their uh, content with their own audience. So um, I think it's it the, like the engagement is kind of exponential here because like, I struggled too at first, like even when I came back from breaks, even with a large following, I would have really low engagement. And it was because I was kind of cut off and I, because I took such long breaks, I didn't have that connection with everyone else that they would, you know, they would feel comfortable enough to talk to me or share my content or it, like, you know, so I think it's less about having a smaller uh, number and more about like aishari said it's it's it it does depend a lot on your connections and you do need to engage and i don't mean like engage in your own posts you need to engage in other with other people other uh, like talk to people in dms ask for help lend help anything you have to do so that you know you have to grow a friendship like i don't know if it's actually considered a friendship but i did find a lot of friends here But yeah, I think uh, uh, uh,
1: about asking help in DMs. There is a lot of like we do see story surface around Instagram Mm -hmm. saying like um this person just like asked me help for shout giving a shout out when they don't even appreciate my content themselves. So what is your thought about that?
2: That is absolutely a no no. (laughs) Like yeah, be their friend first, guys. Please at least follow them. And, like, even if, even, yeah, like, if you're their friend, I'm pretty sure, like, if someone is my friend, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have to ask me to give them a shout out if their content, not even, even if their content isn't good, even if their content isn't, yeah, that's right. So, even if their content isn't good, if they have, like... Uh, Like a good caption, even with a bad picture, I would share it if they're sending the right message, if it's a strong message or if I think, you know, they deserve this. They're just starting out. They're my friend. I can give them a shout out. But asking for shout outs, even yesterday, this um, little uh, like this small blog, I don't I don't remember the name. They were like, can you give us a shout out? And like usually I post screenshots, but I just completely deleted that one because I, I didn't want to be negative or anything and they were following me. So I deleted that. And then they knocked me again a week later. And they were like, Oh, so can you help us out? Like, how? Like, and then they phrased it in a way like, Oh, maybe you could, you know, um, share our content with your audience and stuff. And like, you mean give you a shout out or something? Like, yeah, I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And like, even if they are following me, it's, it's extremely rude right to just ask me for a shout out because i know right then and there that you are after the audience that it took me four years to grow and yeah like not cool
0: i just need to say that like um for anyone who doesn't know sharfin she is probably one of the Least controversial um, bloggers I've come across. She, I like Sharpen and I have known each other since we were blogging babies. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, like she, she she's... started before me. So, <laughs> please, <laughs> we're <both> still babies. <laughs> so, um, I would say, like, if I looked at this entire community from a an outsider perspective, and let's pretend I don't know you. I would still say that you are probably one of the perfect examples of what we want a blogger to be. Um, you always speak about like you always speak up whenever something like whenever you find something in- inherently wrong going on. You always um, you don't focus on numbers or like you don't focus on um, I don't know attention and, but whereas you focus on quality. If you get what I mean, like you'll always like it doesn't matter whether you're shouting out a big blogger or a small blogger as long as you
2: like them. I get what you mean. And like that is something that I consciously have to do, like to be mm-hmm. con- constantly open minded. And like, you know how you said that I don't care. I do care about numbers like it takes a huge toll on you. But, you know, like even if I'm speaking about it, it needs to be like I try to make myself really humble because I have to be grateful for the audience I still have than the audience I could have later so it's a lot about engaging with the people who already have been following me for a while and who have been taking tips from me or I have been taking tips from and it's like for someone who used to claim that they're introverted I talk to a lot of people in these. <laughs> I, I like a lot. And like I got excited to talk to them. So it's not just like I can't really claim that I didn't care about the numbers, but I made okay. a conscious decision to, you know, you know, I have yeah. to let this go. I have to let this go and keep creating for myself and keep posting things um, that I like. And like, you know, that deserves to be uh, shouted out.
0: Yeah, um, personally, like seeing you grow from the very beginning, I can say one thing is that um, a huge reason why even as a faceless blogger, why um, like I feel like a huge reason why, uh, behind like um, the success you do have is that you started from the right reasons and you're, you kept your head straight. Like even like I don't know what how your journey was per- personally for you like if you had struggles with numbers if you had any other struggles, but from an outsider's perspective, you you created not like you um you could like as if you I could tell that you were creating for yourself a yeah. lot of your creating yeah it's like your own creativity it's not things you're doing um that like maybe you might do something for a trend but like a lot of it is comes from you.
2: Yeah, like, um, right now, I've been creating a lot of videos. But at the end of the day, they're still in like a complete separate panel. They're in a complete separate panel. And my actual feed is still books, I actually strayed from bookstagram for a while, like for a couple of months. And like, I tried it, I tried going into lifestyle blogging, or like, you know, flat lays and aesthetics. And even if my captions like I I picked up, I like I kept the captions from there, how I talked about my life and how I talked about different topics that just came into my head. I kept the captions. But at the end of the day, I went back to bookstagramming because that was where I met like that was where I felt most comfortable. And I think that's one of like not the good things about me because I'm really comfortable here. And I don't want things to change, but then as I grow, things will change. So I'm kind of on the edge with that. Can we expect a YouTube channel, please? <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> <I> don't know. <laughs> okay, so um, so we were talking about faceless, uh, face faceless bloggers, not bloggers who can't speak. But um, <laughs> so um, so we okay, so if we're if we just if we eliminate the words Bookstagram and fashion and everything and you you could um the the amount of time it takes for, for example, someone who does like lifestyle blogging or fashion, they grow so fast compared to um, you know, people who don't show their face.
2: Yeah, like, like- it's it's something to do with the aesthetics of a face like a lot of the times they're just selfies like you you two were talking about this they're just selfies and it takes like one second to take them and then you edit it in like visco or something (laughs) with sorry that's still okay i I still uses visco
1: why are you shaming my physical?
0: i'm just saying okay oh, you yeah. know um for no, my no. for the um instagram yeah. for for the for the instagram for the chat coffee podcast for, um i took it took me um a it took me straight like one to one and a half hour to get that right shot for that teacup and it was a very <laughs> nice picture personally yeah. and at thing only got like that picture only got like i think 30 to 40 likes and it's, it's a new account but like i but the second post on our account was a picture of me sitting on kai's lap and bitch did that blow up
2: exactly yeah like <laughs> it, it and it happens in my personal accounts to account too like every time i post a picture of myself it's like a hundred likes or something but they're all my friends but still they're like 100 likes or something, but uh, like maybe if I post something from my blog there, it barely crosses like 30 or 40. I'm like really, like I'm I'm a little flattered, but also like, you know, I put much more work into this.
1: <laughs> so, um, You're appreciating God's work. What's wrong? You? you think your work is more important than God's work? I <laughs> <No>
2: mean... <comment.
1: laughs> i mean
2: what <laughs> we, we we can't flaunt the things we're gifted with we should flaunt the things we worked hard for right exactly
1: Hallelujah. like Hallelujah.
0: do you know how hard we work for these pictures sometimes i remember when i there was this time when i thought of I'm, emphasis on thought on thought theme where I play with shadows so the the idea was really cool because I um I remember I did this one picture where I was holding a picture of um where my shadow was holding a picture of a Sylvia class book and I thought I back then I was so edgy I thought it was really cool because you know mental health oh my gosh and um I remember uh I took that one picture and I left because I was
2: dehydrated within 30 minutes oh god yeah like it really takes a toll on you Uh, and I'm not saying that um, fashion blogs, like, you know, we, we mentioned about faces, but um, even fashion bloggers really put a lot of work into their photos and videos or whatever they create. And like, you can see where and how much time and effort they put into it. But at the end of the day, even if they post a selfie, it's going to get the same amount of engagement. So, I don't know if I was a fashion blogger and I posted something with like my clothes and stuff and I worked hard for that. And then I posted a picture that someone else took at a wedding or something. I would want the picture that I took to get more likes than the other one, you know, because true, true. like I spend that time and, and I invested that much time into it. You know, I, I would want a little bit of result, no matter how nice my face looks. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I do believe that our outsiders, like people outside of the blogging community, kind of feels that we over-ex, sorry, we over-like, we overvalue the whole like and engagement issue. But some people actually make a um, meaning out of it and this is what you need to in order to actually strive in a um, section or a industry that's actually going to be very, very big in our upcoming future. It still is, but still relevant. Just, yeah. The advertisement is wholly going to shift to the whole social media because people don't like people don't pay attention to advertisement itself anymore.
2: As I said, like people who don't blog, like it does seem pretty shallow coming from me right now but people who are involved in like only they know like you need a little bit of feedback you need that engagement to motivate yourself it's not validation it's more like that push like you know what you're doing is right keep going we're here we're supporting you it's just that Okay, so we were talking about, um, like, huge bloggers,
0: right? So, okay, so this is where I get a bit, like, on the controversial side. When we follow them, we give them a voice, right? So what happens when we give the wrong person the voice? Obviously, yes, that when a person with a voice, they, they feel that sense of responsibility that I need to speak up about this. But what about the people? What if they're speaking up up about something, but someone else can say some have a better perspective on it because maybe they come from that minority or you know, like they're just they just have a better perspective on it.
1: Or basically, it's not their story to tell. They're telling a story that wasn't there in the first place.
2: We're we're walking a thin line. I think, um, I think the best example here would be about the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think as, like, as you grow, not even as you grow, when you are considering yourself a blogger and you're putting yourself out there on a platform that is public, you have to be responsible about what you talk about. And I'm not going to get into that controversy. Controversy. <laughs> but you have to be responsible. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter if you're 14 or 34. You put yourself out there and you are in public. And it sucks that you get a lot of shitty comments. And I'm not saying that you deserve it. But you need to be careful about what you talk about. You know, if you think it's too sensitive and you're still doing it for shock value you're into the blogging community for all the wrong reasons yeah
0: and i remember when okay yeah continue sorry
2: (laughs) all right i'm just gonna say yeah so like when you're responsible for that you're also responsible to educate yourself like i can't emphasize this enough like educate yourself you don't have to speak about everything and even when you're sharing content that you think is useful cross check them and see if they you know see if they're backed up with actual evidence and even if you're not talking about something everything you share also matters a lot so it's definitely your responsibility to check something that you're sharing what you're posting anything you do Everything needs research and that's the least you can do when you're giving yourself, when you have that much of an audience and you're getting love and support from that many people.
0: Yeah, like what I really liked what you were doing when um, um, during the whole like online Black Lives Lives Matter um, movement, you were not only speaking up about it, you were also sharing content. So you were also giving people a source to look at.
2: Yeah, because, you know, you you kind of feel helpless. And and I kind of get it when people want to jump in into a topic that's important, but then other people claim that, oh, it's just trending. So you have to follow it just because it's, you know, you're going to get clout from it. But the urge to jump in, I get it. But the, like, you know, the... Backlash you're going to get if you're wrong about something is way worse. It's going to be way, way worse. So everything you do, you need to, you know, be careful about. So during the Black Lives Movement, I kind of stepped away from it, except to speak about colorism. And that was all after like three days of watching people fight over whether or not colorism should be talked about and everything. And even then I made sure that I'm talking about my perspective and I kept it like open-ended, like, you know, tell me if I'm wrong about anything and everything. So I'm not saying and I'm I'm an expert, but you should be ready to accept that you're wrong and you should be ready to accept the fact that, you know, you can fix this. Even if you're wrong, yeah. it's okay yeah. to admit to that mistake and you can fix this. And the way you kind of redeem yourself is going to help you too.
0: So I'm really glad you actually spoke up about the colorism thing, because I actually learned from your um, content that um, the whole debate about colorism, like uh, why people are um, for, uh, for talking about it and why people are against it, because I didn't know it w- um, there was a debate about it at all until I um, saw that.
2: So thank yeah, you. <laughs> okay. um, also, I think I kind of I didn't give any sources and I kind of mentioned there that, you know, they root from the same place. They don't root from the same place. Someone actually corrected me on that. They don't root from the same place. But like at the end of the day, the point was still the same. Like people who are going to tell you that you're too dark skinned are going to hate black people. So yeah. that was... Key, so, the um, key.
0: yeah so as you said that um how um when you're blog when you're blogging you have to understand that you're going to make mistakes and you have to go on with that mindset right however um a lot of followers or viewers don't agree with that as in like whenever they think someone is cancelled they're cancelled like what are your thoughts about that? How because I person personally am an advocate of like okay, so <laughs> I really love tea, but whenever um I I also believe that when people are um, um correcting themselves, it's good to acknowledge that they're growing at the person because we're at the
2: end of the day we're human. Definitely, like I like, as much as I wish, as much as we all wish, we can't expect that from people, like anyone. It's not even just Bangladeshis, as a lot of people would say. It's not just Bangladeshis. Anyone, they would rather attack a person and then cancel them completely and then, like, hate on their posts constantly than give a person another chance. But it's also, it also just reflects on you what you are like the kind of person you are would you rather like be obsessed with a person and the mistake they made once in their life and who have no relation to you or would you rather let it grow and let a person grow you know like be a better person let the other person be a better person as well you know so Yeah. yeah um like we do wish that it was like that and that's like my advice for anyone give people a chance to, you know, redeem themselves, even if they made mistakes and everything.
0: Yeah, this really shows that even if bloggers have a responsibility, um, followers also do have a responsibility. Yeah, definitely. It's the, um, respons- yeah, it's the responsibility of um, who to give your voice, who to give the mic to, and also um, when to forgive and forget and when to just hit unfollow and just let it be. Yeah
2: yeah definitely exactly.
0: Do you have a favorite like follower interaction like do you have an experience that has stuck with you? Not
2: before? anything in particular exactly I mean i yeah no, I don't think so like nothing really stands out. How would you say that um
0: what do you think of blog what do you think blogging has like what's the best thing blog blogging has added to your life
2: consistency? <laughs> Uh, it's something like even with reading it it was always just a hobby and I'm never able to keep up with hobbies except for reading I'm never able to keep up with hobbies and you know keep something going after I started out so like you know because of the bookstagram community and like the whole blogging community um, you know with mom bloggers and fashion bloggers and like I've interacted with a lot of people after I came back this time and it's like they're everyone is so encouraging and like they kind of push you to do better and then you see their posts and like you know I, I can be like them too someday so it's like it's kind of kept me constantly motivated to keep this going for like more than four years which is unreal for me i can be like you someday <laughs> that's what i'm gonna tell myself
0: <laughs> okay so um before like you know guy um ends this or something i want to say that um i want to like um go back to my um old point where sharfin really is an example of the blogger of the kind of blogger i want to see around more because she she is one of a kind i have seen like a like I could count the number of people on my hands that I see like her because I actually learn so much from her. And I like, she's informative. There's something to learn from her, and you get an insight on her as well. But also, um, she's also a blogger that makes a difference with her voice, she uses it for a good cause. For example, um, there was this one um, like anti feminist account. Oh Them yes! Talk? Oh
1: my God, that's so bad. He yeah. even sold March. Oh, that's so disgusting. Like March, like I like, hate. Like I, my goal is to be an amazing wife, and then there is like, um, yeah, I you know, men,
2: are the best men or something like that.
0: They were pro pay gap between men and women. I was just, Oh,
2: confused. yeah, what the <laughs> Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, I can't take I think like that was my I can't absolutely not I can't take credit for that one because someone else brought it to my attention. Like she tagged me in a story where she talked about it and then I think after I after I tagged him and called people like to- told people to report in his followers increased in people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they just wanted to watch him fall, okay? <laughs> But um, it is undeniable that you do have a voice because I saw that and I was disgusted and I um, reported him. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people did as well um, through the same process. So it, it is a very good example of how you have a voice and you actually use it for good. And you and through this podcast it is like it shows that you do your research when you talk about something you know what you you know what you're talking about when you do speak up about something so you're not just a blogger who's here to i don't know count their life i don't know you're here for a good reason and you're here for like um i think you as a blogger you you add something to my feed that's valuable that's all i can say
2: oh that's it oh i thought you wanted to continue or something this this podcast is completely all like you know praising sharfin how how nice she is and everything (laughs) 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 but no i just i just want to thank you both (laughs) a lot and like you've been with me from the very beginning and to be honest i don't think i've changed much as a person and like it's not at all you haven't (laughs) yeah so it's it's why it feels surreal to me that you know people talking about how you know I try to make a difference and sometimes a lot of people message me that you know your captions kind of resonate with me and I'm like I can't believe I'm doing that but then it also kind of I don't know humbles me to a point that yeah I have a voice but you know it's all because I have better people in my audience. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for having me and thinking of me as your first guest. Like it's a it's an absolute honor because I'm super excited. I was super excited when I saw this, like saw your post and everything. And yeah, I I really admire what you both are doing and I really enjoyed your last two podcasts. So I can't wait for the next ones and obviously the one I'm in, so
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> We're honestly so honored that, you know, you're our first guest, that you accepted and that you came, you made the time for it.
2: I'm your friend, remember?
0: And any- yes, you Annie. Listen, you're our friend, but you don't know, like, the big fangirl in me <laughs> still looks up to you a
1: lot. I guess like that's all we have to say about the whole, um, the toxic side of a blogging community. But like like everything, every negative has a positive side and like Sharfin mentioned and HRD over and again mentioned that blogging has always been something that people look forward to because of the community and the whole sense of belonging and kids. Um, while we can root out the toxic sense the toxic sides of it, but we must not like we also must acknowledge the fact that it's actually a beautiful thing and one of the reasons our feed on Instagram is so aesthetic better, otherwise everyone is just their selfless. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much, Sharfin, the tiny reader for joining in for in the child coffee podcast. We love having wait
0: wait wait. wait. Thank you a tiny reader for your big contribution.
1: <laughs> we love having you here and this is the very we end. We'll we'll have some sort of an outro here.